You're listening to the Places Between Mindset Mondays with Warrior Fit Academy. If you've ever wondered how our mindsets matter as they relate to your health and wellness, then this series could be for you. Hey guys, welcome back to week three of our mindset series. So today's topic is all about self-sabotage versus self-love. And what is self-sabotage, right? Some people might not even understand exactly what that is. I didn't years ago until somebody brought it to my attention. But really, our goal this week is hopefully to help you get a better understanding of yourself so that you can heal and rewire your brain. So that you can live your happiest and most fulfilled life, right? And really love yourself and love yourself the way God loves you. So so we're barely going to scratch the surface on this topic today. There's a lot to cover around this topic. But hopefully you'll get a few nuggets today that will help you on this journey of just healing and um, believing who God says you are. At first, I, I always like to put this disclaimer in. I'm not a doctor. I don't have I don't I don't have doctor in front of my name. I don't wear a doctor's coat. People always chuckle when I say that when I'm going to talk about something like this, but I'm just really ultimately going off my own experience with self-sabotage and helping countless people over the years in coaching, right? Mm-hmm. That have also dealt with self-sabotage on some level. So that's where I'm coming from with this. First, I want to dive into what self-sabotage is. And it it really it really comes from you not believing at your core a lot of times that essentially you don't believe you're good enough really at your core. Mm-hmm. Really, really what where it stems from a lot of the time. And there's a lot of directions, like I said, we could go with this today, but really there's three main things that happen with self-sabotage. One thing is something might be going really good for you, and then you just do something to destroy it or kill it, ultimately. Um, Another one is you have a moment where it's time to stand up for yourself, and then you bow out, and you don't do that. And then the other one is you fight for something that you really wanted. And then you do when you finally get there, you do something to destroy it. So those are really the three main situations where self-sabotage can happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to share a little bit of, I'm going to go, going to be a little vulnerable today and share a little bit of my own story around self-sabotage. And really it's, and I've done so much, so much work um, over the years around this. So it definitely happens less, but be, if I'm really honest, it's, it still happens. I still get triggered and I still go into self-sabotage mode and the best example for me is things will be going really well in my marriage and I will do something to destroy it essentially, right? Or knock it down or essentially unwind the, the some of the progress that my husband and I have made, right? And then what happens is, is I destroy it. And then by doing that, what ends up happening is I'm confirming this limiting belief, this lie Mm -hmm. that I am not good enough and I am not capable of having a relationship with another human. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, 
oh, it just confirms this lie. And then that that's when that, that cycle can continue. So I'm definitely a prime example that this has taken a long time. Like I just shared, I've come a long way and I'm going to talk about some tools here in a little while on how I've worked through this. I've come a long way, but I am still working through some of this. But the good news is, is I have some amazing tools that have helped me overcome, you know, a lot of these self-sabotaging behaviors. And I I definitely am going to, you know, share some of these tools with you guys today as well. So yeah, thank you, Heather. That's gosh, you're talking and I'm like, yes. Yes, I can relate. I can relate to all of that. And it's so interesting because oftentimes self-sabotage, like what you said earlier, it comes when we're doing something to ruin the end result. And then it confirms our limiting belief, right? So some other examples that might include our fitness and our health is we're doing great with a workout program. We're making the gym daily. We're showing up for our workouts. We feel really good. All of that stuff is totally on point, even potentially our eating habits. But then we have like one meal or one weekend where we just, we overeat. We don't follow what we're doing. We throw all healthy living choices out the window and we feel like we've had a set back and it throws us off course, but then it confirms this limiting belief that getting healthy or losing weight is impossible. And you're always going to do this. Another example for some, we've seen it play out in relationships, whether it has to do with things that we verbally say or even allow our minds to think. That classic example of feeling super vulnerable in a moment of oversharing. And then the next time we're around those people, we push them away just because we were way too vulnerable. For another example is we allow ourselves to form a conclusion about a situation that isn't necessarily right. I was thinking we're so afraid it's going to prove true in the end. And the thought that kept coming up was people that are confirmed how they feel about a certain, I'm not going to get into it like politics, but a certain political party or even like a church thought. And it's something that happens to confirm somebody's opinion. And they just think, yep, I knew it was right. And all these people are the same. We come to this different resolve. We become disengaged, disinterested, and occasionally callous towards any type of forward progress. And I've seen this a number of ways, um, even just with job possibilities or watching friends and new relationships. It's hard to be vulnerable in a moment and then take our thoughts captive so that we actually don't react in this way that's going to sabotage what's next. So the question is, why is it that we make these judgments or why do we confirm these limiting beliefs through self-sabotaging behaviors? Some extreme examples. People don't like me, so I act out this way, and then I can prove it. Or following the rules doesn't work for me, but then I get upset when I'm let go from work because I don't show up on time. Because remember, those rules didn't apply to you. Or even for kids, it's like they act out a bunch, and let's say they start reshaping their behavior by getting better grades in school. Well, getting better grades doesn't get as much attention from their parents, so then they start 
connecting the dots that if they act out, they get more attention from their parents and then they find a way to let things slip back. Does that sound like something that maybe your kids or somebody you know has been through? It's all just this vicious cycle that's honestly pretty awful, right? Um, people blame things on personality all the time. And it for me, I feel like it's an excuse not to hold themselves or even ourselves accountable. But the question is, is this the life we want? <laughs> the goal of getting out of our comfort zone, that really takes work. It actually literally, if you think about it in your brain, I think it really actually hurts because this comfortable route like we talked about in week one and week two, is this tractor that's you just picture a little tractor in your brain moving back and forth and that comfortable route, that self-sabotaging behavior or that limiting belief being confirmed, that allows that tractor to actually go back and forth. So getting uncomfortable is what we have to do to change the way that we react to a situation. So there's good news. <laughs> Heather, I want you to jump in and tell us about the tools that you've taken, maybe some of the ways that you've used to heal and get away from the lies that you've believed or those self-sabotaging behaviors. Absolutely. So first and foremost, God has to be first place in my life. So I've really, first and foremost, I've had to work on really deepening my relationship with the Lord and doing everything I can. I'm not perfect at it but doing everything I can to put God in first place. That's the first thing that I've had to do. And part of how I've done that is by, you know, creating this, this daily quiet time. I like to call it a daily quiet time, but it's really my time to connect with the Lord, right? That's the first thing I've done is, you know, deepen my relationship with the Lord, um, spent more time with the Lord and created a daily quiet time like we've talked about in previous weeks, really not just a daily quiet time though to connect, right? Mm -hmm. Not just uh, to do anything. And then the third thing is, is really incorporating some of these I am statements that we sent out, right? So I am enough. I am loved. I am everything that God says that I am, right? I'm in believing that that I am loved by him. So, and then the other one was <laughs> the other, the other thing I like to share, which I don't know if everybody's heard of something called catch and release, mm -hmm. but one of my mentors has shared this with me. And essentially you literally catch that negative thought and you literally release it, which to me means Lord, you take, you take this, right? Wow. So those are the things I believe have been the most transformative as far as not having those self-sabotaging behaviors, not nearly as much as I did years ago. So I've come a, come a really long way and why I have to keep up, you know, with this, these practices and these I am statements. If I let up on, let up a little bit, I, those behaviors sometimes do come out a little bit more. So, yeah, as you're talking, I was thinking, you know, going back to your fourth tip of the catch and release, it's probably similar. I would say when you're giving it more thought to pay attention to what triggers you. So that catch and release, you caught it, it's a trigger and you're going to release it. What are you going to do to combat it? So like what you said above, remind yourself of those I am statements. For me, I pay attention to what triggers me and then I can actually, if in the moment I can catch it, I can tell myself I'm worthy of love. 
I'm worthy of being able to succeed at these new goals. It is okay if I have a bad day or a cheat meal. It doesn't mean that things or my life is over. So if you get triggered every time you spend time with someone, if you realize that you second guess after you spend time with somebody, realize that that could be a trigger. Maybe you need to do a little bit of digging of, huh, every time I spend time with this person, I walk away with all of these like negative thoughts and you're allowing these negative projections to latch onto you. So it feels normal to spiral down. Or the other idea of if you're every time you're on social media and you end up hating the way that you feel about your looks, about your success or where you quote should be by now, unfollow those accounts so that you don't step into those sabotaging behaviors. It might be super vulnerable and it's definitely a hard practice. Um, But if we allow somebody that we trust into our lives to identify when those self-sabotaging behaviors surface, for us, it might not always be easy to catch. But honestly, and you can probably relate, if, if I saw a friend ruining every relationship she was in because of this need for control, I would reach out and say, I think you're being triggered. You know, I know that makes us uncomfortable to potentially share, like, this is where I'm vulnerable. Please help me here. But if we think, you know, it takes 90 repetitions to form a bad habit, that's really easy to do. It's like nine rounds of squats 10 times for three, three rounds. Gosh, that's like, that's only a few workouts, right? So actually doing the right thing and knowing that it takes that repetition of getting it right every single time and that minimum of 21 days to recorrect a negative thought pattern to readjust our thinking it's really spending that time that 12 minutes a day that we've encouraged you to be spending uh, in that quiet time and in that positive mindset and praying and realigning ourselves to what the Lord thinks of us. So for homework, if you have not already identified the I am statements that you're choosing to replace those lies with the truth, um, if you haven't identified those, we just encourage you. We've already posted them in the Facebook group. I posted them on our week one of the podcast link. So you can access them. If you haven't identified your I am statements, we just encourage you to do that. And then a second reminder is to use that 12 minutes of your daily quiet time to write, write these I am statements down. And then let's talk about self-love. If you already know the ways that you sabotage, can you write them down so that when you're triggered, you know that you already have something to say to yourself so that you can combat those lies. And then you don't end up spiraling. Like for me, when I'm triggered by social media and I can catch it, like I said earlier, I have to verbally remind myself with an I am statement that I am on a different journey. The Lord works all things together for good. And I can trust that his timing is perfect over my life. So I like what Heather said, I can catch it, I can release it. And I'm practicing that self-love by repeating those I am statements 
over who I am. So when I'm triggered, for example, by my husband, which is poor guy, but that's usually who I'm triggered by, (laughs) that I immediately say to myself, I am committed to this relationship. I am loved immensely. I am safe. And all all is well. And the Lord's going to continue to help me work through all of this, right? And Wendy mentioned it, but we really want you to show up for your quiet time, right? For that 12 minutes a day, and then just have those I am statements, just a few of them ready to go that are, that'll be in your toolbox for the day. Mm-hmm. And just, I always, something that's this past week that I've really been sitting with is I am perfect, whole, and complete right here, right now. And all is well. Mm-hmm. The Lord says. So I love that. I love that. All right, guys, this wraps up the third session for Mindset Mondays. And if you have any comments or questions, we'd encourage you to just post them below. Thanks again for joining us. And we hope you have an amazing week filled with I am statements about who you really are, how loved you are. And we'll see you again next week for week four. 